When you look at the films that this guy has done, from Born on the Fourth of July to The Doors, from Natural Born Killers to Platoon, from JFK featuring Kevin Costner. He's not listening. Oh, okay. Sorry, everybody. Stand by. It's the old, okay. When you look at this guy and his body of work as a director, John and Seth, and you look at films like Wall Street and Platoon, seminal films like JFK and Born on the Fourth of July, films chronicling presidents like Nixon and the skewed murdering twosome of Mickey and Mallory and Natural Born Killers, it is certainly a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to be joined on the show right now. Wait, what? Oliver Luck? Who's that? No, I'm just having some fun. How you doing, Mr. Luck? Drew Garabo, pleasure to meet you. Hey, Drew, how are you? I, I think you're, I'm not a movie buff, but I think you're referring to another Oliver who's pretty <laughs> damn talented as well. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We were super excited last week to get the announcement that indeed our fine city of Tampa is one of the six chosen cities to reinvent uh, the XFL. Can you tell me why Tampa? I mean, I'm delighted that you chose us, but why us? Well, first, let me say there's eight cities, right? So I don't want to short anybody. Uh, Tampa, I tell you, was 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 a city that was really fairly easy to decide on in, in, in a couple of, you know, in, in a couple of ways. One, you know, this this is a league that's going to be launched in February of 2020, right? So we're playing in February, March, April, into early May. Weather matters, <laughs> and you know, Tampa that time of year. No, it's a it's a beautiful part of the world, right? I've been down for Super Bowls and the CFP playoff game. It's a great time to be in Tampa. Secondly. I think, you know, Florida, it's our, our only franchise in Florida. I think Florida is a football state, kind of like Texas, right. where people just like the game. They like high school football. They like college football. They like, you know, professional football. Uh, so, I, you know, I think it's nice to be you know, in a place where, where you really want it and you know people care about the game. And third, you know, I think it's a great little venue, uh, Raymond James. I think that, you know, there's there's excitement and passion there. Uh, for years, you know, when I was a, an athletic director at West Virginia in the old Big East, we'd come down. And, and play USF, you know, in the building, and, and had some good matchups there. So I, you know, I, I just think you know a lot of things kind of fell into place, and uh, Tampa was a relatively easy decision. And I also say this, you know, the folks uh, from the Tampa Bay Sports Authority, uh, some of the local politicians, Ken Hagen being one of them, uh, these guys just were absolutely bending over backwards to work with us, and that that matters when you're trying to place a franchise because. We don't want to just, you know, do a, a rent deal for a building. We want to really be a, become a part of the community. And I think the reception that we got from, you know, the elected officials and the and the Buccaneers and the stadium authority was all really very positive. And that, that does make a difference. Yeah, and speaking of the Buccaneers, not to take a shot at them or anything, but we can look at that franchise and go, well, Tampa will support a football team even when the football team is perhaps underperforming a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I don't expect uh, you to go I, near that I, one. I, don't I, say I was, anything. <laughs> that's right. No, no, no I, I'll say. I'll just say this. I was I was an old oiler back in the early '80s, and we came to play the Bucks. You know, way back when at the old Sombrero, when when the Bucks were really bad, and, and actually the Oilers were bad as well. So you know, I've I, I have uh, experience of playing on some pretty bad teams myself, and playing against other bad teams. But uh, we're, we're not. I mean, at the day, we're very excited about coming to Tampa. I think I think it could really be a lot of fun for folks. No doubt about it. Seth, a question for Oliver Luck, the CEO and commissioner of the brand new XFL. Oliver, I was just a kid when the XFL came out for the first time, and it seemed to me with the scrum and all that and Vince McMahon, it seemed like it was a novelty act. It was a show. Uh, Is that something you're kind of fighting against this time around? 
Yeah, so, you know, I think we'll be a lot different than XFL 2001. I think the quality of play will be a lot better. I think, you know, we'll avoid gimmicks like this, like the, you know, the, the scramble, which was the coin toss where two guys, you know, ran into each other. And in fact, for the, the first time they did it, guy broke his arm and was out for the rest of the season. Uh, there were, there were, there were some, there were some innovations though that, uh, you know, some folks may have forgotten, you know, the whole sky cam concept came out of XFL 2001. Back then it was a partnership with NBC. Uh, you know, they, they started the concept of a sideline reporter and, you know, back then it was sort of controversial to have a reporter on the field. Oh my gosh, you know, that's not appropriate. But, uh, so, you know, Vince is a very innovative guy and, uh, you know, he's encouraged us to think a little bit outside the box. Having said that, we, you know, we want to play football that looks like football, right? 11 on 11, same size field, you know, four downs, obviously, the running, catching, scoring, blocking, tackling, all those things that we love. I mean, I think right now the game of football, NFL level, major college, I think it's at an all-time high yep. in terms of it's not just popularity, but in terms of the quality of play. The athletes are unbelievable. I mean, really unbelievable. So, you know, we want to make sure we can kind of capture that, but innovate where we think there's room for a little bit of innovation. Right. Um, You know, we're much, much smaller than the National Football League and we can afford to innovate. Right. Without maybe the risk that comes uh, with innovation, you know, from a very established, hugely successful company like the National Football League. Well, you got to look at the athlete today in the NFL versus when you were playing. And sure, you had some standout athletes. And and I'm sure, you know, well, you look at the Houston Oilers, Kenny, the Snake Stabler, Earl Campbell, et cetera. Not exactly the physiques that we're looking at in today's NFL. (laughs) When, When you look at these guys and I'm sure you get a closer look than most Adam do you just marvel at the physicality and what they're able to accomplish and put their bodies through well, I do. To and to me, it's not just you know at the professional level. It's 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 all the way down in into the colleges and even some of the high schools. I mean, you know, the nutrition work that's being done at the college level. You know, these these strength and conditioning coaches, these performance experts, these mental, you know, sort of uh, therapists that, that that guys have. Throwing coaches. If you're a quarterback, I mean, if you don't have a throwing coach, then you're nobody, right? Right. Uh, you know, the fact that they're working out all year long. I mean, it's remarkable. Guys used to come to camp back in the early '80s and come in 20, 30 pounds overweight because I knew they'd lose it, right? Right. Uh, but nowadays, guys come into camp, you know, ready to go. So I, I, I've just been incredibly impressed with sort of the improvement athletically of, of the game. No doubt. And, so we, we want to keep that. But then, you know, again, uh, make some changes where, you know, as we've listened to fans talk about, you know, the game and what they like and don't like, we can make changes to try to address some of those issues that fans aren't crazy about. No doubt about it. John sending something for Oliver Luck, the CEO and commissioner for your XFL. Uh, yeah, Oliver, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, I watched the press conference this morning and I heard you talk a lot about uh, having a better game flow, a more digestible product for, you know, maybe casual fans. What kind of changes can we expect from the actual gameplay that, uh, you know, people maybe haven't seen before? So, you know, we, we're going to have a shorter play clock. So, you know, envision some of the, you know, the, the sort of the hurry up college offenses, right, where they're snapping the ball, you know, with 25 seconds left on the on the play clock. Uh, we think that that's important, right, because we think that uh, there's just a lot of downtime in a 40-second clock. So that's going to be important for us. You know, we uh, will shorten, you know, and, and have fewer timeouts. You know, we'll, uh, if, if, if the quarter break is a two-minute break, we're going to do it in 30 seconds, right? Uh, I'm, I'm very sensitive to all those sort of, you know, dead times in the course of a game because I watch a lot of games live, you know, on, on Sunday afternoon. Now, the, the, the gameplay is great. 
right? Uh, but there are some areas where you know we've listened to the fans, and the fans have said, "Give us a little bit more rhythm. We want to see a ten or eleven play drive without you know two timeouts, a TV timeout, and you know a quarter break, right? Because it sort of chops up the rhythm of that game." And right. I talk, you know, talk to as you can imagine, a lot of players and coaches who also don't like the sort of the choppiness of a football game. They'd like to see you know a team get in a rhythm and get in a groove. You know, anybody who's been involved in sports, whether it's you know football or tennis or basketball, I think you play better when you get into that rhythm. No doubt. So we've got, you know, a handful a handful of sort of uh, innovations. Some you know, that could be pretty major. We've got we're thinking of a different uh, style of kickoff that will keep the kick return in the game. I mean, I'm sure you guys watch a lot of football. If you watch pro and college, the kickoff return is sort of being slowly phased out. We think we're going to try something that uh, can keep the kickoff return in the game because I think it's one of the great plays in football. Yeah, nothing as electrifying as a kickoff return. So you know, we're trying to be smart, selective. You know, not uh, not uh, do something totally different, but you know, but uh, sort of address some of those issues where we think uh, we might have a little bit of a better idea. And again, it's easy for us to innovate as a startup, you know, as opposed to what uh, you know what happens in the you know major college level or in the National Football League. Right on. Uh, Oliver Luck joins us. He is the commissioner of the XFL. He's the father of uh, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Oliver, when do we, uh, is there going to be a draft? When do we start knowing, uh, you know, who are going to be our players here in Tampa Bay? So we will start signing coaches uh, in the first quarter of next year. We'll start signing quarterbacks in the first uh, quarter of next year. Uh, we want guys who have experienced, uh, you know, the, the National Football League and are, you know, prepared to play quarterback at the professional level. So then we'll we'll begin, you know, in the first and second quarter of next year to flesh out uh, the spe- the skilled players right around that quarterback. So we'll probably have a series of drafts, at least two. One I uh, in the spring of 2019. And then, and then one a little bit later in the fall of 2019, probably in September after the big, the big cut down. Uh, you know, this is a number that surprises a lot of people that don't really think about it. Uh, you know, the NFL cut this past September 1st. You know, when teams went from 90, where they oh, yeah. start training camp, down to 53, they cut. 900 players. Jeez. Imagine that. 900 players. <sighs> and you don't think about it, but there's 32 teams, and they got to you know basically get rid of 35 players, you know, a pop, right? So, right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good, young, talented guys out there who just aren't quite good enough, quite fast enough, quite, quite you know, not quite big enough, whatever, you know, to make the league. And uh, so we think we can get those guys and then train them up, right? Because as I'd mentioned, our top priority is making sure we play good quality football when we're coming out of the shoot in 2020 right on uh, in an unofficial capacity uh, a lot of people have their fantasy football playoffs starting this week and hypothetically if a guy had say i don't know your son on his bench and he was looking at starting patrick mahomes <sighs> chiefs going up against a stout ravens defense indianapolis colts with a dinged up ty hilton going up against your houston football team what would you advise a guy like that just out of curiosity in the hypothetical <laughs> world mr luck uh, I, yeah, my advice, I think, is probably going to uh, be non-existent because I, I, uh, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I, I try not to engage in fantasy, right, for the benefit of my son because he, you know, I'll, he's a beast. He's a beast in fantasy sorry, football. I can't, I can't help you. He's putting up great numbers. I will tell you that, and I hope he doesn't take offense that I took a chance on a Patrick Mahomes who I don't think anybody expected to have the kind of year that he's having. Your son has oh, been a serviceable. Mahomes is playing. Mah- Mah- 
Yeah, and the Mahomes is playing great football. I, I love watching you know an Andy Reid offense with with that guy's skill set. You know, yeah. uh, I mean he's throwing some he's throwing some balls that are just really incredible. So I'm, I'm I'm happy. I love it when these young quarterbacks like Patrick can come into the league, you know, sit and watch a little bit, and then just you know play like they're you know six year veterans. It's, it's awesome. It's one of the one of the beauties of sport, right? Is seeing these guys develop. No doubt about it. And a final question for Oliver Luck, Commissioner and CEO of the XFL, John Senning. Oh uh, yeah, Oliver. A lot of talk lately about Kareem Hunt and Ruben. Foster in the early statements about the XFL Vince McMahon said if you have a criminal record you will not be allowed in the league is that something you guys are going to stand by and, and will guys like a cream hunt find a safe haven in the XFL no, we will take a, a very hard line on you know domestic violence, right? Uh, that, because that's that's an issue where I think you know, the American public uh, doesn't you know doesn't uh, have much tolerance at all. You know, you know, on some of the other issues, you know, it depends on what a criminal you know record means. Is that a misdemeanor that you picked up when you were in high school or you know a freshman in college? So you know, Vince and I and our team are sort of fleshing out you know the real guidelines for some of this stuff. But I can tell you, with domestic violence, I haven't followed the Kareem Hunt case that closely but you know if, if what i what i've read is is accurate you know that he, he would not absolutely not have a chance to play in our league on some of these other cases we have to kind of really determine exactly what is that a conviction is that a, an allegation you know in, in, in sort of other criminal cases uh, but all you know vince has made very clear to me that he wants not just good football players but he wants people of, of good character you know playing in in the league so you know we're gonna we're, if we're gonna air we're gonna air on the side of not allowing a guy to play if he's got a checkered background for sure and before we let you go i thought of this while you were talking about this you played in the early 80s and i'm sure there were some guys in the league who kind of rode that ragged edge of disaster from time to time how okay i guess you gotta go uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should have communicated that they said 10 minutes, but I didn't know it was going to be like 10 minutes and then we just hang up the phone. Okay, take it easy, man. Oh, no. <laughs> guess you got uh, to be gone. I didn't, even, I didn't get the call. Normally they call and say, get, get him off the phone. Oh, wow. I thought things were going well. So take it easy. Um, really. <laughs> so we'll just say that John had the last question, right? Just gonna ask him how glad he was that like TMZ and all those uh, weren't around, like when uh, he was playing. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't getting in any trouble. No, not him, but like Kenny Stabler, a couple of those well, guys. They were living some some spotty lives. Yeah, you know. I'm really happy that the social media wasn't around back when I was playing. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that, Oliver. Best of luck with the XFL. Gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Do we have to boycott the XFL now? No way. We're all in. Hashtag not my league. Let's um. Let's see a if he- goodbye goes a long way there. <laughs> luck. I like it. He's a very busy guy who's, who has time for goodbyes. Made yourself one powerful enemy right here. You know Luck. what? That's foreshadowing. They're not going to shake hands after the games in the NX, uh, XFL. Oh, oh that's right. what that was. Yeah, that's yeah. What that was. He showed you the improved game flow. <laughs> yeah, he was setting the precedent. Yeah, we're setting the precedent for more improved for improved, more improved game flow, uh, Drew, by not saying goodbye when we're done with interviews, too. So you're just going to hear a bunk, and then I'm going to be gone. So try and ask me a question. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. Luck, how glad are bunk? If... If that was going to happen, should they have warned us? Like if she would have said, if she would have said, "Hey, it's ten minutes," and when the ten minutes is up, we're hanging up the phone. I think they pretty much figured that we'd figure it out on our own, which we did. Well, sometimes there's a clue. They'll call me. They'll they'll hit the dial tone on there. That's a clue. Or they'll call the backup number, which I don't know if they were calling that, John. That was just the request line, and say, "Hey, get him off the phone. He's got to go." Okay. Remember, weren't we interviewing Scott Stapp one time, and the lady came on the yeah. line and said, "You guys need to wrap it up," and we thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. 
Dude, Oliver Luck kicks ass. You gonna tweet him? Uh, just say it was great talking to you. Thanks for saying goodbye. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It wasn't personal. Are you shook? Oh no! It's just you know I like to wrap things up. Like I feel like that was incomplete. Like I like to. I like. It's like a hospitality experience. I feel like we just had a guest leave yeah. through the front door without me saying, hope you enjoyed your meal here and giving them an invitation to return. Look, you've got a great story. In 20 years when Andrew Luck is done with football and he's, uh, you know, hawking some sort of, you know, no calorie butter and he's doing it during the Super Bowl and you get a chance to talk to him, tell him that story about his dad. The whimsical. Yeah. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. So no goodbye Wednesday. I get that feeling... Uh, I got the feeling that I had when I was restaurant manager when you kind of had a table that you had your eye on that you wanted to touch base with at the end to make sure that they, because they, they didn't quite look happy, but they didn't look pissed either. And you want to have that moment where you go up to them and go, hey, folks, how was everything tonight? Give them the opportunity to say, oh, yeah. my steak was overcooked, our server sucked, whatever. So you can give an app card or like a free dinner card. And I feel like I went to go to that table and then something distracted me for a second and that table got up and ran out of the restaurant. And now I'm never going to get to get their business. I'm sure Ollie will be around, you know, in the weeks uh, leading up to the to, to you know kickoff, and he'll probably be in town, you know, shaking hands. I'm sure we'll have the head coach in studio. Didn't even mention his upcoming movie, Wall Street uh, Part Three. And let me let me let me get let me get with the people on that. I get the feeling if we're on the air for ten more years, that's going to be like a Drew Garabo live trivia question in six years. You know, hey, what what famous NFL dad bolted? Suddenly, when I tried to ask him about a TMZ question. I think things were going well until you, you brought up Patrick Mahomes. I thought he liked that. Yeah, I thought he gave him a little opportunity. I mean, he didn't say start my son. That's what I was looking for. If any, I was looking for him to be like, no, listen, my son's going to have a hell of a game this week. You want to start him? Because you lose and you go home. I wanted to ask if, he, if his son really has a flip phone. Damn. We'll never get that chance. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great team. Got to go. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. Robert Hoffman on Twitter. I think Oliver's prepaid ten minute phone card ran out. It's a startup league, you know. Funding is uh, funding is tough. Okay, well, I'm surprised he hung in there after the Oliver Stone. We'll come back and we've got it's okay, it's not okay, and today it's about a teacher getting fired for for a holiday reason. I mean, I'm torn on this one because I support this teacher's agenda. But I don't think that what this teacher did was the right thing to do. Was it right to fire him? That's what we'll decide next on It's Okay, It's Not Okay. But let's talk about trying to find that perfect holiday gift for that someone in your life. That's the gift that says special and practical and thoughtful all at the same time. Harry's, they make long-lasting quality products at a super reasonable price. And you won't find a better shave. Harry's has a four and a half out of five star rating on Trustpilot. These are German-engineered blades for as low as $2 each, a practical gift that your recipient will actually use, and it'll save you money on blade refills. As a special offer for fans of the show, we have partnered with Harry's to give you 5 bucks off any shave set, including limited-edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com and enter Garabo at checkout, you'll get free shipping, and this is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. Each Harry's shaving set comes with an ergonomic weighted handle, an option to engrave, German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, handsome holiday gift box. Maybe you just want something for yourself. Redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before you even commit. 
Get your holiday done, shopping done early. Free shipping ends December 12th, so act now. Go to harrys.com, enter Garabo to get five bucks off any shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com. The code is Garabo. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.